Hi everyone, today on this edition of Scouting for Growth, I will be joined by Sarah Simonet, CEO and co-founder of Nifties, formerly Digital Oracles and the co-chair of the startup working group on the Crypto Valley. Sarah is a strategist with a commercial mind. She was one of the first to publish in 2018 a paper on how machine learning and blockchain will have an impact on the future of digital marketing. Sarah worked with a portfolio of leading global accelerators, incubators, and VC professionals to tackle company maturity and co-develop programs that both nurture potential and offer innovative capabilities to early stage ventures. During the course of the podcast, we will address what is the app of or like of it in some sectors around the metaverse, NFTs, and Web3? Why Saha launched and developed NFTs, and where is the market for NFTs going? What are the investment challenges and opportunities to deliver for the immersive internet in the right way? If you like this discussion, do not forget to rate the podcast, subscribe to it, and provide a comment here below. If there is a topic that you feel needs addressing, just ping me using the information and details at the end of the podcast too. So let's welcome Sarah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Scouting for Growth. Today, I'm meeting with Sarah Simone, beautiful name. And Sarah is the CEO co-founder of Nifties. And we are going to talk about Metaverse, Web3, and NFTs. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, Sabine. It's a pleasure to be with you guys today. So, Sarah, first, I would love to hear about who you are, because you have a lot of credential behind your name. And I would love for us to get into some definition afterwards. So let's get started. Who is Sarah? Well, Sarah is um, a, an entrepreneur, um, digital strategist, uh, uh, you know, a, a lecturer, you know, many, many things. Um, but I start really uh, as the CEO and co-founder of Nifties.io. Uh, we are basically a company based in the northwest of England, in Manchester. Um, also, the team is based here in the UK and the other half uh, is based in Italy, together with my co-founder, Sebastiano Cataudo, who is also our CTO and the Chief Blockchain Officer. And together, we decided to create something slightly different. Uh, from uh, the rest of the NFT space at the moment. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure we will be able to talk about this later on, but uh, Nifty's basically is a platform that wants to enable like businesses and brands of all sizes and industries to get into this uh, new world of NFTs. So thank you for already highlighting what the conversation is going to be about. But I cannot hear an Italian accent. And you said you have your roots in Italy. So tell us a little bit more about the journey between Italy to London. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it all started from Italy, and then I um, I went to uh, Brussels for an Erasmus program, like many students, and like then me. from there, yeah, yes, yes, and uh, from there I actually went to Paris, and I did an internship there for a year, and then I started my work experience back in 2003 in WPP, um, where in the Cantor Group, so responsible for uh, data panels uh, and market research online. And from there, basically, it all started because I've been at the forefront of uh, new technologies and new things happening on the web uh, since the beginning of, uh, you know, web to one and web two um and that is really like you know what brought me to where we are today so i went through um you know after london i went to barcelona i lived there for four years working for vistaprint and then i moved to sweden where i was working for uh, sweden's biggest uh, uh let's say cosmetics company who was doing a digital transformation uh project and going online and then i went back to um to london um in uh, six years ago more or less where i was working for dance Luigi's, working on some amazing brands from ikea to burberry uh, and many many more and i was responsible for uh, data strategies and programmatic advertising so always been there and then you know i was uh, i decided to uh, go back to study and uh, I did my master's in Manchester. That's how I'm based here. So I was doing basically a research on how machine learning and blockchain will have an impact on the future of data. Um, and that basically it all started. It was 2017. I started to, you know, talk about these topics and I got in touch with the uh, Crypto Valley environment. So in Switzerland, in Zouk. And uh, from there, basically, I started to collaborate with CV Labs. Uh, and then slowly, you know, I started to build this great network here in the UK and in Italy as well. So helpful to know that the Crypto Valley is actually in Switzerland. And um, I guess you have been working with them and actually that has been the start of an amazing journey. So before going into these NFTs, I would love for you, Sarah, to tell us a little bit more about Metaverse, Web3 and NFTs, because NFTs are getting a bad reputation right now. But I guess it's like any, you know, uh, curve, you know, product development curves, trout are off this edition month, as Gartner would call it. And so we love it. We hate it at some point. So give us definitions of, of all three and please help us understand how they connect to one another. Absolutely. I mean, let's uh, let's start perhaps, you know, in Web2, which is the world that we are living now, is uh, dominated, let's say, by platforms, right? So we are used to actually uh, share content online, share, you know, information online, and even sometimes unbeknown to us, you know, our information are sold and shared. Um, and this is something that, you know, it's a business model, right? It's a business model that Facebook and many others, Meta, now Meta, and Twitter and many others, like, you know, many other publishers out there used to, uh, you know, leverage in order to generate revenue in the Web2 world. But now when we're looking at Web3, and I want to start from there because that is the new, a container, I would say, that contains all of this new terminology, right? We're looking at Web3 as this decentralized web where basically, you know, we decide uh, where, you know, how to use our information. You know, we can get hold of our data through our own wallets. So, you know, we decide where we are, you know, who we want to share this information with, 
potentially in the future. You know, right now there are a lot of limitations still from a technical point of view and obviously also from a knowledge. There is a big knowledge gap. Uh, you know, when you are asking people if they have a wallet or not, you know, they will still look at you like, hey, you know, I don't even know what is a wallet. Uh, so we have a lot of, um, you know, technical, uh, uh, let's say, uh, gaps and uh, knowledge gaps um, that we need to fill. But before, you know, we get there, we need to do a lot of educational uh, job. And that's why, you know, I want to keep everything very much like, you know, grounded, because there are a lot of people out there that are talking in term technical terms. But I think it's better if we just start thinking about like, OK, Web3 is basically this decentralized blockchain, ba you know, based version of the web. And then once we know that we have all the tools to operate in this environment, we can think about like, you know, hey, now there is this metaverse, right? So metaverse, like, you know, everybody's trying uh, to, to get into this metaverse. We've seen brands like Gucci and Nike, like, you know, in 2022, starting to get into this, uh, this space. And, you know, they are building teams with competencies around this and i was actually discussing prior to this you know podcast with a, actually a friend based in paris and um she was basically telling me like you know many many brands are trying to solve this uh, holy grail of metaverse but you know not many people are not many brands are able to actually get there yet because obviously there is a lack of talent um, uh, first of all, and then, of course, there is also a lack of understanding from the top management point of view. Why do we need to do this? Is this going to bring, you know, revenue right now? Right now, we're seeing this as more of a PR slash marketing play, um, whereas, you know, in the future, hopefully, this is going to give us some returns. And we're seeing big players like the Sandbox, for instance, or Decentraland that are making great, uh, you know, producing great platforms and tools for a lot of this players and brands to actually get into this space but it is still like you know very early stage and then we are getting into the uh, let's say the nft world because i think metaverse and nft are very much connected and this is where we think here in nifties we look at, at nfts as the keys that unlock specific content that is stored either on chain or off chain and these keys can actually unlock a lot of information and data and uh, you know tools features in the future, badges and exciting new things on the metaverse. So if, if we don't understand, like, you know, the basics of NFTs and how to use these new tools, it will be very difficult also to actually get access to the metaverse itself. So when we look at those three metaverse, NFTs and Web3, how NFTs is actually playing in those worlds now? That's a great question because, you know, we want always to um, start from the basics, right? Everybody's thinking about this long-term metaverse entry um, entry point, but we are looking at NFTs as the entry point to get acquainted a little bit with this new world, decentralized world. Um, and in order to do this, we have to do things in a very simple, easy way. Nifty started like, you know, because we saw that there was a gap in the market. You mentioned at the beginning that NFTs have a, bad, a bit of a bad reputation, right? And the problem that we are seeing, like, you know, is any other, uh, you know, face 
historical phase of the web. There is always a phase where, you know, there are the cowboys, they're getting in because, of course, I mean, you are seeing an opportunity to get rich quick. And that's what we've seen at the beginning in 2017 with the ICO space. And then slowly it started to, like, you know, morph into this. We heard DeFi and then we started to get into NFTs. And NFTs started to be adopted by artists. Weirdly enough, artists who, you know, in the past were the ones that were so far from tech, but they've mm -hmm. clearly had a, a problem, like, you know, monetizing the problem, uh, monetizing their art, uh, but also like, you know, the all the IP side of their art, you know, needed to be addressed. And they found in the NFT space an interesting way for them to actually get a little bit more like viewed, be more like, you know, closer to a different type of public that wanted to actually get into, in touch with, with this, you know, with these artists and so the economical side of, of the art, you know, of, of this art world. And I think, you know, that is basically how, you know, it all started. And then of course, we've seen a lot of projects that are not necessarily very artsy let's say yeah. like, you know we've seen a lot of uh, you know monkeys and apes and things and like you know i know uh, the monkeys right <laughs> everybody's been talking yeah. about those well i mean you know we've seen a lot of like you know very weird characters and you know as usual we notice that this is basically all based on marketing right i mean i'm coming from uh you know digital strategies slash marketing background more on the data side than the branding side uh, but still, I mean, it's all about a marketing ploy at the beginning. So, you know, how can we just basically transform all of these assets, digital assets into something that we can monetize? And unfortunately, this has, you know, also led bad practices in this, you know, in this world. And that's how we basically, we got here. We got here where now NFTs are well known as, you know, by, by artists and in the gaming industry and the fashion world. And they're still, we're still early stage, you know, very early stages in this process of understanding the real power behind this technology. And that is where Nifty is basically, as we, we thought, okay, wait a second, there is, you know, when we're looking at the technical side of this, you know, we can actually see that brands of all sizes, businesses, you know, can leverage this technology. And how can they do that? Well, we, I want to go back to the web two versus web three um, part, right? So, you know, in the web two space, um, and actually until now, we've been trained by uh, the web and by, the, by society that we have to monetize the outputs that we create all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I do a lot of work and then I, you know, monetize that final piece of work. Now with Web3, instead, I see another angle. I see what we call the input economy. So I see that I can start monetizing every single step that goes into the creation of that output. So when we're looking at this from this, this angle, this perspective, we can take a look at, you know, uh, see NFTs as almost like, you know, empowering the monetization and uh, of this process of create value creation. So for instance, you know, if I am a brand and I'm just basically creating like, you know, mock-ups of uh, my uh, fashion items. And then I am asking, you know, I could potentially already, you know, create an NFT version of these mock-ups and ask my community to vote, for instance, or to purchase the one that they like the most. This is already a piece of market research that could be used in the future to actually create a physical item that 
people want. And then, of course, I mean, then I can just basically uh, move forward in, towards the chain and I can just create, like, for instance, an AMA session with the artists who did it. And, you know, again, monetize that access as well. And then, of course, I can create a fashion event only for my, you know, the, the customers or the users to purchase the, uh, you know, the initial and NFTs of these, uh, you know, mock-ups. And that, you know, also creates a community piece of that. So as you can see, like, you know, this Web3 is creating like, you know, a new way of uh, giving value to our know-how. And that is exactly, you know, the ethos behind Nifty's really empowering businesses, people um, and brands to actually monetize their know-how in a brand new way. That's basically our, our goal. Which is superb. And so you have actually mentioned, I think, a couple of points I would like to dive into. The first one is, you know, we are talking about NFTs and NFTs is more than, you know, collectibles. And so if we can go into first, why NFTs have not been doing that great and people are actually shading away from them right now and actually what they are truly, because I think there is a gap in understanding the value, future value of NFTs. And second, you also mentioned about the talent gaps. And so it would be great to know how you're dealing with this because you are dealing into already, you know, five to 10 years from now, innovation. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, let's start from the monetization part of NFTs and the value, right? Um, value is very subjective. Um, and we are looking basically at NFTs right now as, uh, you know, a way to monetize somehow uh, our um, skills, our, um, you know, in this case, in the case of art, our pictures, paintings, artworks. Um, the problem that we are seeing, that we've seen though, unfortunately, is that a lot of the projects that started recently were not led by artists themselves, but they were led by people who just decided to create a caricature of some sort, create a community behind it, um, speculate on the trend. Um, and of course, I mean, just basically like um, make money on the back of this, uh, you know, these new tools available to us, right? And that has been a little bit of um, what is tainted, let's say, uh, the real value behind this. And also the fact that, you know, for every single technology, and we're seeing this ourselves and Nifty's, you always have to start with something that is easy to understand for everyone to understand. And, you know, giving you something that is a picture that you can see and that you can just basically say, okay, this has got like, you know, it's got a community behind. I can see that there is a lot of uh, traction on Discord channels, on Telegram channels, on social media, on Twitter. You know, then there must be a good project. And then, of course, unfortunately, we're seeing, uh, you know, other types of behavior, like, you know, behind these projects from rug pulls to like, you know, all sorts of, um, you know, kind of malevolent behavior from the project owners that have actually, you know, unfortunately harmed, you know, the, um, the, 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 the results of these projects and also the value behind these projects. So a few bad apples have actually, unfortunately, uh, managed to uh, compromise the value of the good apples. Now, there is also another aspect to this as well, though. 
we have seen democratization of uh, you know um of nfts you know the, the let's say commercialization of nfts and that has happened through uh, marketplaces like OpenSea, right so on OpenSea, i can go there and i can create a collection in minutes i can go to any ai generative type of uh, tool and i can create a character based on you know whatever my my avatar or something create a community on the back and just basically give it some you know value create like you know 100 copies make sure that the 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 supply is very short you know have some people to come in purchase the first nfts for a lot of money and everybody will think probably you know at least until a few you know a year ago uh, that this was a great project but things are changing, right? People are becoming much more aware about the fundamentals of these projects, who is behind the team, uh, you know, what is the technology behind, what is the value that we are actually trying to bring. And also there are a lot of other niche platforms like Super Rare, non-origins are actually selecting the artists themselves and that is actually keeping and sheltering like you know the the good apples from the bad apples so it's great to have you know platforms that are democratizing access to this you know new sector but it's also good that you know we are keeping like you know sheltering the great projects for you know on different types of uh, more niche type of platforms so we can just basically keep that value like you know on on the side but then of course i mean we got um you mentioned about talent and and talent is a a big a big problem um a lot of these projects i mentioned uh before for instance um all they need is a person who's got an idea a designer uh, who's yeah. creating these things and a marketing team that most of the time you can outsource uh, some community managers that you can also outsource um, and there is a big market huge market underground market you know there are also underage people that are just managing communities on a daily basis because they are native you know to this kind of tools to discord um, and then of course I mean that the, there you go that's it right I can just basically mint my NFTs create something like you know and put it online but when we are talking about platforms, minting platforms, like, you know, technology, more tech-based kind of platforms, you need a completely different set of people. You need the management of someone who understands business. Of course, you need someone who understands the technology and can create that technology. You need partnerships. You need uh, marketing. You need, of course, the legal side, which is always overlooked, but it's so important. Um, you know, you need so many different types. You need product product marketing that is so so vital for the success of platforms so there are a lot of different parts and it's not always easy of course to understand like you know how how to put together a great team and where to start from in our case uh, we are based in in manchester so we have access to great universities so we started yeah. from um you know young people were interested in Web3 um, and we decided to train them, uh, you know, from the ground up. Um, so, great. of course, I mean, we are we are lucky that, you know, Sebastiano is on the technical side and he's got his tech team uh, under control in Italy. And then we got here, we got the partnerships and the product ma marketing team uh, together with me that I'm just looking after, you know, everything else uh, together with, you know, products and uh, fundraising and all of that. And of course, I mean, you learn as you, you know, as you go, right? This has been yeah. like, you know, um, something that I've done since I started, you know, since I started my career, 
nobody was telling you how to create a Google Ads, uh, you know, a Google Ads campaign or, you know, how to recruit a panel. You have to figure things out. Um, and sometimes, you know, then that experience, um, you know, is vital to create a team that can at least survive uh, at the beginning and can strive later on. Because let's be honest, I mean, we are a startup. We don't have like, you know, the millions of uh, pounds or dollars or euros that many other big companies have at their disposal. So we have to be clever in the way we, uh, you know, use resources, um, financial resources, but also you know, human resources. And we want to create values within our company of like, you know, let's create something valuable for others and easy for others to access because we want to make sure that this, uh, you know, NFTs at least can be used by anyone. So that's why we created like, you know, features, for instance, like, okay, soon we're going to launch payment in fiat. So people will be able to use their credit cards or debit cards rather than using crypto, which is still seen as a stigma. Um, or even uh, wallet addresses. We know that there is like, you know, very small percentage of people like, you know, that, that uses wallet addresses. So we are using, we are now created we now created a, um, a a more like you know a, a way for for users to use their email addresses, which is basically a custodial solution for us. So we got both the option for people who are more advanced and non-custodial solution, and as well as a custodial solution, so that people can actually finally like you know access this world through their email address. So we need to basically move with. Um, this knowledge gap and make sure that people get educated as they as they create uh, as as they learn like you know we believe in learn by doing so as you know when as soon as they uh, start you know getting a little bit more uh, let's say um, familiar with you know the platforms the tools the terminology then they can move along and just you know create their own wallet and we are doing whatever we can to actually create videos tutorials for people to you know uh, to really get into this space and own their own information because that's the ultimate goal right web3 is about decentralization and whereas mm -hmm. custodial solutions are still centralized so you know we just want to move everyone there but we know that we have to respect the times of adoption of uh, specific new yeah. technologies so when you look at the timeline how long do you think it will take us to get there? And uh, when you look at, I mean, I know you're already working with great with clients. Can you share some of the initiative you're implementing already? Yeah, absolutely. So we started actually with small businesses um, because we saw like, you know, a, um, a need there for, um, for businesses to create new um, revenue streams. Right now, recession time, um, right? So we basically need to um, think creatively um, and we're seeing a lot of uh, businesses like coaches, um, consultants, media agencies, lawyers who are, are working with Web3 businesses who would like to get into this space. Um, and of course, I mean, they need the tools and they need to speak the same language as this Web3 uh, projects. So that is basically when, you know, we decided to support them, educate them and create some interesting NFTs. So, for instance, we got some lawyers who created, um, you know, a, a, an NFT of their templates. Um, they also, um, you know, created some content 
uh, content that is only available to those ones who purchase their NFT, such as like reports um, and also trainings, video trainings on how to, for instance, uh, you know, um, let's say explain um, or learn more about like, you know terminologies in the term sheets um you know we just get, have so many different use cases and uh, you know we are now um, in the process of um, starting something very interesting actually for um bigger companies because it's interesting to see how we went to web summit in portugal um in lisbon and uh, and we were approached by big companies and big FMCG companies, which was very surprising for us. We're a small, you know, we're a startup, you know, even if we're, you know, known within the sector, but we're still quite unknown to everyone else. And we were surprised that they got in touch with us. And uh, so we also spoke to them and we saw that there is a gap with regards to understanding how they can leverage this technology uh, in order to create new uh, revenue streams so we are in the process of launching a web3 open innovation program um, for um, corporates and medium-sized companies in february and after that we're going to replicate this for media agencies and creative agencies because we are aware that they are they are the ones you know, who are, you know, in front of content creators, influencers, but also brands who want to innovate in this space. Um, mm. And then, of course, I mean, we also have, uh, you know, consultants uh, of all sorts and uh, legal, uh, you know, legal firms, and that is going to be another sector. So we are trying to basically innovate as much as possible, educate as much as possible so that, you know, this, this, this new, uh, you know, these categories can actually start uh, spreading the word about NFTs and uh, start creating as well. Our goal is always like, you know, learn by doing. So, you know, we want them to actually, you know, really tangibly create during this course. It's a two weeks course. Um, it's actually also fully funded. Uh, so it's free for people to apply. Um, and, wow. uh, you know, Yes, so um, it's free for people to apply. All they need is basically an NFT's account that is worth two hundred and fifty pounds in order to create, really. Uh, but we're also giving them like um, uh, credits towards the creation of a, a pilot. Um, so after the course, if they want to basically uh, start, you know, planning uh, something around NFTs, we are there, like you know, to offer our technical capabilities um and strategic capabilities to actually help them and support them in the creation of a, a prototype uh in the future so you know we so what Saha, are the requirements to actually join the course um i think yeah. that's important to highlight that uh, and when is it going yes. to start yes so the start date is uh, the 26th of february uh, we can share more information for sure the uh, f6s page is uh, already live uh, we're getting application through um and we actually only started put it live yesterday which is interesting uh, we are going to have 30 people max uh, per course uh, per cohort and the um let's say like you know the requirements are that they are in a, an open innovation or r d or marketing uh, function um that they are uh, you know they have like you know they're gonna put two weeks of their time like you know three hours more or less like you know six hours a day um uh, sorry six hours a week uh, to actually learn so it's very much like compact like you know very very uh tight 
course time timeline because we want them to actually you know go out there and test and um, as much as possible um, and of course I mean that they're willing to challenge and be challenged uh, you know definitely um, these are really the requirements but we need people in you know who are you know willing you know in these positions because they can make a difference that's superb and so you also mentioned that you are raising funding so tell us a little bit more of your journey there yeah what a journey right um you know as well that uh, female entrepreneurs actually are a little bit neglected in the in the investment space um so uh, we uh, actually female entrepreneurs in europe got less than three uh, percent of all fundings uh, mixed teams around 13 uh, percent uh you know of uh, of all fundings so you can imagine where the remaining fundings are going um and um you know we worked extremely hard um we bootstrapped this uh, we got some grants from universities and some blockchain providers at the beginning to create the platform and then we got investment uh, last year from Animoca Brands and Brink uh, through an accelerator um, that now is called the ZK uh, Accelerator, uh, but was called Launchpad Luna in the past. Um, and uh, now at this stage, because we are seeing like, you know, growth and we launch, we are one of the few projects out there were on mainnet um with clients obviously we are looking for uh, more funding uh for the next uh, phase of development of the platform and to basically uh you know accelerate growth um you know obviously this is not an easy one the most difficult part for sure is that um many there, there is always this say like you know there is a lot of money out there you know it's so easy there is a lot of money out there but you know is it really that easy when you are so um, you know ingrained with your product with the development of a product and the growth of your company and you know you don't have friends in the right places because we also know based on our research that you know over 90 percent of the investor deals flow comes from referrals and you know it's just like and if you are so like you know ingrained in your own work and you are not networking with all these great investors uh, you know then it, it becomes much more difficult in the us is different you know uh, they are also less risk averse you know in europe we're seeing a totally different story uh, investors are extremely um you know um you know risk averse they are just like very conservative in the way in in what they invest um new technologies that like nfts web3 metaverse you know they invest only if there is someone else um in there that has already put like you know um uh, something like you know invested in these projects so we are seeing like you know completely different behavior in europe you know we got much more uh, you know follow investors we don't have many lead investors and that is also a bit a big problem you know i saw for instance on linkedin uh, so this post um uh, from uh, someone working at Google Accelerator who said, like, you know, if you want uh, the list of pre-seed and seed investors, uh, please send me an email uh, and I will share it with you. So I, I did so and I received the list and there were only four investors from Europe uh, out of over 103. Um, you know, and of course, I mean, yeah, it, it is interesting because that's the, the pain that we find all the time. Uh, it's either too early. 
or you know it's too dangerous or it's you know it's like there is stigma uh you know or uh you know we need more traction um so we need a little bit more trust in the future um and especially you know trust in founders in female founders uh i think you know that is also um you know something it, it's it's a mindset that needs to be changed really yeah I agree. I agree. I mean, it's interesting some of the, um, you know, stigma you mentioned, which are not changing. Yes, there is around, I think, three, four percent of women are um, uh, CVCs or sorry, VCs right now. And uh, when you look at the real pool of investors who are not partners, so the four percent is for VCs who are partners, um, it's around 12%, including um, the overall uh, senior leadership of VC funds. Now, when you look at last year with fintech, I mean, I guess fintech probably lost that 3% investment. So some numbers showing, I was reviewing recently, I think around, around $150 billion invested last year, 2022, in fintech when it was around closest to 200 billion the previous year 2021 and i can see that myself within insure tech which has actually probably halved uh, just last year now when you look at the percentage of founders who are women um i would say 10 percent of founders applying for many are female founders so you also have you know different ratios applied to the investment request but i would say that there are great investors or great enablers of women in, in, in tech. I would urge you to, to maybe check uh, Suzanne Schisti with the FinTech Circle, who is an ambassador of, of FinTech uh, companies and, and startups, early stage startups, but also doing a lot of work to enable and help female founders. And there are others like C-Ventures, among others. So we need to get those uh VC fund to know that there are amazing women out there building for the future and they need to access to the founding. How much are you trying to raise, Sarah? Yeah, we are around one million pounds. Um, so we actually already have um, a follow-up follow investors who wants to join the round. So as I said, you know, right now the uh, um, the search for a lead investor continues. <laughs> You know, I must say, like, you know, we just started and uh, we are quite confident that it's going to happen sooner or later. But, you know, every little helps. And I think, you know, there is also a stigma that everybody wants to appear as, um, you know, oh, I've got like, you know, the round is oversubscribed. And, you know, I've got all these lead investors who are fighting for, for me. Like, you know, it, yes, it's probably like, you know, some somehow sometimes it's true. Um, you know, I also say that, you know, some skilled entrepreneurs, uh, you know, may uh, as well exaggerate sometimes some of these claims, which are also not helping, uh, you know, um, other entrepreneurs out there um, who, as I said before, perhaps uh, don't have the same experience and don't have the same connections as they may have. And they don't have the same, let's say, um confidence in uh, um faking it you know faking all this information because you know i'm always, i've always been like you know very transparent with this you know um it, it it's i understand that the job of a ceo is to actually make sure that um you know the business 
the face of the business is as uh, strong as ever. Um, and of course, I mean, there is a reputation that you have to keep in certain environments. Uh, but at the end of the day, what we are doing is to actually create a product that, that sells. So, uh, you know, it, sometimes the focus is more on that than on the investment side. And especially in this kind of climate where, you know, we we are we are going through a recession, you know, um, throughout the globe. Uh, the economic circumstances are quite serious. Um, we right. don't know exactly what's going to happen, um, you know, and, you know, we need to be, we're obviously very careful with, uh, you know, our uh, runway and how we, we're using, like, you know, cash. Uh, but if you want to innovate and if you want to, um, you know, make sure that people are using a product that is uh, brand new, you also need to have some people believe in you uh, more than the product itself. Um, yeah, and you know, believing in founders is very important within investment. It's like a part of your stage, as you know, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we built a great team and, you know, our investors really believe that we have a great team. Um, all we need now is, uh, you know, the, the trust of others and, uh, you know, and uh, some some great investors who are going to, who want to basically, re, you know, really like, you know, come with us on this journey and, uh, you know, innovate because we know that this is just a matter of months until this whole NFT for brands is going to explode and become massive because there isn't, you know, the current situation with NFTs is not sustainable in the long term. You know, we cannot keep creating PFPs and, uh, you know, profile pictures or cute things. We need to find real uh, value behind this technology. And we think we have found it. And that's why, you know, we just basically want someone also, we're also quite, you know, Know, in a way picky about who joins us in on this journey um you know we just want to have someone who understands our vision and believes you know in in the future of nfts web3 and metaverse yeah thank you for sharing all this insight with us if there thank were you. three takeaways you would want our listeners to uh to remember about sarah and nfts Ah, well, uh, Sarah is definitely a, a bit of a hustler, <laughs> a gambler with my life. Um, you know, I could have stayed in my very highly paid job and, uh, you know, nobody um, and be very successful. But um, I always wanted to um, always say, like, you know, I have no ties and uh, you have to live life, um, you know, very much like... Uh, as as if it was the last day that uh, you know um, you lived, um, and also I mean this is led to you know this way of looking at things is because you know I, I had some very serious health problems in the past, and you know I think you know I had to you know really try and uh, be strong and just basically keep going and say. I, I don't have like, you know, any ties, like, you know, I, I just want to go ahead and, and try it because I mean, if you don't try, you will never know. So, you know, definitely a fighter, uh, Sarah is a fighter. Nift is on the other side, um, is a, a, a very interesting experiment for us in terms of like, you know, technical, technical experiment, but, uh, with serious, um, business, uh, thinking behind, because we are aware that, um, 
the, this is just going to happen. Um, and we've been through Web 1, Web 2, and now Web 3. And we are just following a pattern that we know everybody will get there uh, at some point sooner or later. All we need is more more businesses like the Gucci and the uh, you know and the Nike to jump on board and lead the way for all the rest to actually follow. And we are there to sustain all of these other brands and including Gucci and Nike. I mean, by the way, if they want to come and uh, and talk to us, more the door is open. Uh, but you know, we we just basically want to be that uh, tech platform that enables you know anyone to create nfts at ease and potentially brings this up bring these assets with them onto the metaverse because that's the next step right that interoperability that everybody's talking about we need to make sure that we don't just create pieces of the puzzle that don't get connected we need to make sure that everything works um, yeah. and that's also the work that we are doing behind the scenes so yeah that's definitely another thing and of course i mean the last thing is that um to remember is that we are fundraising <laughs> and we would be very very happy to actually have some great advisors you know we always also looking for great advisors um you know we want to be surrounded by people who are uh, more capable more knowledgeable than us um you know who have knowledge in different fields um because of course i mean you never you're never too good for anything you're never like you know too knowledgeable for everything uh, you always need to basically have like you know uh, surround yourself with people from different uh, backgrounds different uh, you know uh, school of thoughts uh, different beliefs and you know that's also our strength and that is cool right to have a diverse company and diverse advisor investors is what build uh, the greatest companies. So thank you so much for your precious insights, uh, Saha. Thank you. So where can people find you? Yeah, so people can find me on LinkedIn. They can find us on, uh, of course, nifty.io. Um, you know, they can go in there. And by the way, keep uh, an eye out because at the end of this month, we are launching our new website. And with a new website, there is something new, very new coming. Um, so as I mentioned before, we want to democratize access to this space for businesses. So we are launching an account-free um, uh, platform, very similar to WeTransfer in a way, from a usability point of view, people can start creating their nfts right away um there is no limit for how many they want to create um mm -hmm. they can include files as well as links of all types um and then they can just basically start sharing this information with uh, their friends families employees other businesses so the the uh, you know keep an eye out uh, for the new site is going to be launched around the end of january um and then of course twitter please follow us on twitter and uh, reach out to us on linkedin Super. Well, Saha, thank you very much for your insight. Thank you, thank you for being with us on Scouting for Growth. And we look forward to hearing, you, to hearing how the investment rounds are going. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully when the uh, podcast is being shared, we'll get some investors to knock on your doors. Fantastic. Thank you, Sabine, for, for the amazing opportunity. And uh, it's been a real pleasure to talk to, to, talk to you.
If you like this podcast, subscribe now, share with your friends, and if you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review. Also, if you want to cover any specific subject with me, contact me on Instagram under Sabine VDL Officials or LinkedIn under Sabine van der Linden. Thank you.